need y'all out here breaking laws and then talk about you learned that on big. I would say, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You are watching a master at work. Hey y'all, welcome to the Christian Bay TV where Christ and Culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, we are back. We are back by popular demand. It is Bay Bible Study. I'm so excited to jump into today's episode with you guys and share this fresh word and revelation that God has given me. But y'all know I always got a story time. Please tell me why all day I got up, I went to the gym, I came back home, I took a shower, I did my makeup and it was quiet. And the minute I hit record, <laughs> why are they drilling outside? But you know what? This word is going to get delivered. So if you guys hear that in the background, I'm going to try to talk louder in this Bay Bible study so that you guys can hear me because we are not letting a little outside noise stop us from getting this word. Okay, so let's get into it. As you guys see from the title, today's Bay Bible study is about unlawful behavior. And we're coming from the book of Luke chapter 6. And we're going to be focusing on verses 1 through 11. So grab your journals. Now, if this is your first time tuning into a Bay Bible study, you need a journal. You cannot watch Bay Bible study without having a journal. I do have Bay Bible study journals and I'll put the link to those in the description. They are available in pink as well as black, or you can use whatever journal you write on. They got journals at the dollar store. Like it don't matter. I just want you to have a journal and take some notes because I got some notes for you to take. Okay. The subtitle of Luke chapter six is Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And verse one starts by saying one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. Now let's get into it. So when I was reading this during my quiet time, the first thing that God allowed to stand out to me was them saying to Jesus, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? So I already know what unlawful is. I'm pretty sure you guys already know what unlawful is, but I want you guys to write down the definition of unlawful. Unlawful means conduct that is illegal or not authorized by law. And as I looked at that definition, God began to speak to me. And what he began to show me is that Jesus was acting in an unlawful behavior and see a lot of times what we don't realize is that when we begin to walk in the steps that God has ordered for us it will require some unlawful behavior and that kind of sounds like a contradiction because it's just like yes we are called to live righteous yes we are called to live according to the word of God but we must understand that God is God over the law so there will be some seasons where God calls you to have unlawful behavior and in those seasons where you have unlawful behavior you must decide whether you're going to lean on what God says or lean on what the world says is right or wrong. 
In verse five, it says, then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. So what that means is and what we have to train ourselves to understand. And the first point that I want you to write down is that God is greater than the law. And this can be kind of confusing because it's just like, well, God, you created the law. So I'm supposed to follow it. I'm supposed to do what the law says. But this is where dependency on the Holy Spirit steps in. This is where and why it's important for you to pray. God, make me sensitive to the Holy Spirit, because there will be some seasons to where God says, I know this is how it's usually done. And I know that this is the structure that I set up, but I actually came to disrupt the structure and I actually came to do a new thing. So I don't need you to follow the blueprint that you're used to seeing because I'm going to use my Holy Spirit to set a new path for you. But if you're so set on the structure and you're so set on the law and you're so set on the way that it's usually done, you're going to miss the new thing that I'm trying to do within you because I am the God of the law. I can overrule the law. The law must submit to me. I don't submit to the law. So at any given time, God can tell you to do something that contradicts the very law that he has called you to live according to. And it's not that he's a God of confusion. It's not that he's a God of contradiction. It's not that he's a God that doesn't stand with the order and the structure that he set up. It's just that I must remind you that being that I created the law, I have power over the law. I have authority over the law. So I understand the way things normally go at your job, but I want you to know that I have authority over the job. And I know how the college process usually looks, but I want you to understand that I have authority over the process. I shared with you guys years ago in Bay Bible study how when I got a dorm room one year, I did not have to pay for it. I got my whole refund check and that was one of the first big blessings that God ever allowed me to experience and it was him showing me that if I called you to this place, I will provide for you to be in this place whether it goes against the law or not. I know according to the law, you're supposed to pay for this, but being that I'm the God over the law, I'm God over the dorm room, I'm God over the university, I'm going to put you in the dorm room and I'm going to give you a refund check and you don't even have to pay for it because I want you to know that I am God over the law. I am God over the system. I am God over the hospital. I am God over the medical report. I am God over the way that they normally do it when you get a promotion. I am God over the law. Whatever law it is that you're looking at, whatever law it is that's causing you to lose faith, God is reminding you today that I am the God over the law. So in verse five, it says, then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. See what Jesus was saying to them is don't tell me what can be done on the Sabbath or off the Sabbath because I am God over the Sabbath. I created the Sabbath. So actually the Sabbath got to do what I say do. So if I wake up today and I say that this is okay in the Sabbath, then that's the new law because I am God of the law. And I want you guys to really understand this and I'm really breaking it down because a lot of times this is where it gets tricky. When we're in situations where it feels like our back is against the wall and God, they only give three days for this to be paid and I don't have it and it's the third day. God said, I'm the God over the law. So if it's normally three days, I can make it six days. I want you to understand that I am God over the law. And God, I know I can't get that job because they say you must have this skill and that skill and you have to have 10 years of experience. And I don't have that. These are the standards, God. This is the requirement. And God is saying today, I want you to know that I am God over the law. So I don't care what it requires and I don't care what are the restrictions or the conditions. I want to remind you that I am God over the law. I am God over the rule. I am God over the circumstances circumstances. I am God over the exception. I make the exception. I set the law at any given time. I can change the law because I have authority over it. So the first thing I want you to write down and the first thing I want you to take away from this babe Bible study is that God is over the law.
in whatever way, whatever department, medical field, business field, school, marriage, job, whatever law you're looking at, whatever law you think sets the standard, God is saying today, I can always shift that. I can always change that because there's no boundaries for me because I am God over the law. So when it comes to unlawful behavior, what I want you guys to do is Except that there may be sometimes the where you have unlawful behavior where God tells you this is the way it's usually done, but this is the way you're going to do it. And this is the way they usually build it up, but this is the way you're going to build it up. And this is the way they usually start it off, but this is the way you're going to start it off. I want you to be okay with having unlawful behavior because when you live according to God's will and when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you must not be afraid to go against the law. You must not. Whoa, that, wait, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Let's not do nothing crazy now okay let me let's run it back let's run it back let's run it back you must not be afraid to go against the norm i'll say it that way because i don't need y'all out here breaking laws and then talk about you learned that on big i would say no you didn't no you didn't let's bring it back you must not be afraid to go against the norm what is normally done what looks average and what looks okay god is saying today you must be bold enough to listen to me even in situations where it looks like this is unlawful where it looks like this is strange where it looks like this is not how it normally happens god said i'm calling you to live a supernatural lifestyle so i don't want you basing your understanding and your discipline on what is average or what's acceptable you have to accept the fact that I am God over the law. And as my vessel, I'll call you to do things that seem unlawful in the eyes of man. The second thing that God pointed out to me while reading this in verse eight, it says, but Jesus knew what they were thinking. And what I wrote down and what God allowed me to see is God does not only know our thoughts because we, we understand that we know that God knows our thoughts. We all pray. You're tuning into Bay Bible study. So we know that God knows our thoughts. But what God allowed me to see today is he also knows the thoughts of everyone else. Have you ever thought about that? Like God not only knows what you're thinking about the situation, but he also knows what the other people involved in the situation is thinking. And what we have to realize and accept is that God is God over the law, but he's also God over thoughts. And it's not just yours. See, the thing about us when we're going through different trials and tribulations and different seasons is that we hate when people can see the trial that we're going through. We hate when people can see or identify the fact that we're going through a storm. And we also hate when God calls us to do something that's unlawful because then the people around us will see that we're operating outside of the norm. Not only are we thinking about this, but we're also thinking about, well, what are they thinking? What are they going to say about me? And how are they feeling about what I'm doing? And are they doubting me? Are they talking about me behind my back? So not only do we have thoughts about this unlawful thing that God is calling calling us to do or this faith-filled thing that God is calling us to do but we're also wondering what are the people around us thinking and today I want you to write down that God is God over the thoughts of us and others so what that means is that when God calls you to have unlawful behavior when God calls you to go against the norm when God calls you to step out on faith he not only knows your thoughts he knows those around you so I want you to have a perspective flip and think maybe God is allowing people to see my situation so that when he moves in a mighty way my faith increases as well as theirs see we always think about it in a negative way they're going to talk about me and they see that I'm going through this storm and I wonder what they're saying and God I can't believe you got me going through this 
publicly and God, all of these thoughts that we have in ourselves. Instead, God wants us to think, God, when you get the glory out of this, I'm going to experience it and everybody around me that's been watching is going to experience because God, you are God over my thoughts and their thoughts. So you know what I'm thinking and you know what they're thinking. And what I want to challenge you guys with is to think about it in this way. And I'm going to read it verbatim how I wrote it down. We hate when people see, but how else can God prepare a table in the presence of your enemies? How, how else? Because we love that scripture. That's one of our favorite scriptures. God will prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. This is a table right here in front of me. He preparing it. But how is he going to prepare it if they're not there? How is he going to prepare it if they don't see? And God is so good. He don't want them to just come in and see it at the end because then they might be able to say, well, it wasn't that bad from the beginning. And then you got this person over here saying, well, it was easy for her because it only took two months. No, you only start watching two months. I've been going through this for two years. So God allows people to watch it from the beginning because he said, I don't want them to discredit what I do for you. So I allowed them to be here throughout the whole journey. And I knew your thoughts and I also knew their thoughts and they were doubting you and they were thinking that I didn't love you and they were thinking that I forsaken you and they were thinking that I wasn't gonna move and even when you tried to find solutions on your own they were thinking of those same solutions so I didn't allow that to work because I wanted to show them that my thoughts are higher, higher than their thoughts as well not only are my thoughts higher than yours my thoughts are higher than theirs so you were coming up with solutions for the problem and they were thinking of solutions for the problem and they were thinking of ways that you was gonna get out of it and they were thinking that maybe you wasn't gonna get out of it but being that I am God over thoughts I knew all of your thoughts and when I moved in the way that I moved not only did your faith increase but their faith increased as well because I knew your thoughts and theirs so the one that was thinking you was gonna fail I proved him wrong when I moved and the one that was thinking they was gonna guess the way that you was gonna get yourself out of that situation I proved him wrong when I moved and the one that was thinking prayer really doesn't work I proved him wrong. so I understand that it was a little embarrassing for you to go through that situation and I'm calling you to have faith and I'm calling you to act in an unlawful way and then I got a bunch of people watching you but I want you to understand that I needed to prepare the table in the presence of your enemies because I knew your thoughts and I knew their thoughts and I wanted all of your faith to increase so when we read verse eight again, it says, but Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. Everyone that's sitting here thinking, everyone that's sitting here doubting, everyone that thought you were crazy for fasting, everyone that thought you were crazy for praying, everyone that think you crazy for doing it God's way, everyone that think you crazy for stepping out on faith, everyone that's telling you you a fool for acting in an unlawful way and going against the norm. God is saying, I'm going to tell you to get up and stand in front of everyone, everyone that doubted, everyone that made a comment, everyone that twisted their face, everyone that turned their back on you, every Everyone that told you it would never work out I'm gonna tell you to get up and stand in front of everyone because at the end of the day God will rule over all thoughts that's what it's about and I want to encourage you if you're in a season of waiting and I wrote this down for you specifically if you're in a season of waiting God is building your faith and giving them time to assume they know what will happen next that's what's happening when we say all the time that God is working while we're waiting. While you're waiting, God is building your faith because you've already accepted that this is an unlawful situation and I'm acting in an unlawful way and I'm going against the norm and I'm stepping out on faith. So I'm just waiting on God to do what he said he's going to do. So while you're waiting, God is still working because those people that are watching, God is watching their thoughts. God is hearing their thoughts and God is saying, I'm going to make a believer out of you. I'm going to make a believer out of you. I'm going to make a believer out of you. And 
you're just standing there waiting. But as you wait, your faith is increasing. So God is killing two birds with one stone because your faith is increasing while their faith is getting activated. So God says, don't think, don't grow weary in the wait. Don't think that I'm not still moving. I'm just examining all the thoughts around you so that when I move how I said I was going to move, I get not just you, but you and 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 all of you will be a believer because God is God over your thoughts and theirs. The last thing that God allowed to stand out to me with reading this scripture is verse 11. And it says, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. If we was to put this into our language, <laughs> if we was to put this into our language, we would say they was big mad. They was big mad about it because you sat there and you saw what I was going through and you had an opinion on what I was going through and you were thinking what you were thinking. But my God is so good. He not only knew what I was thinking, he knew what you was thinking. So when he came through and he did his big one, he overruled your thoughts. When he came through and he did his big one, he blew your mind. When he came through and he did his big one, he went above your expectations. You didn't even think it was going to work out in my favor like that you didn't even think God was gonna show up for me like that and I know you didn't think it because God knows your thoughts so I know that what you were thinking was actually too small because God knows it and God said everybody that was watching you and everybody that was doubting you I'm gonna do more than they expected and I know it's gonna be more than they expected because I know their thoughts and I know what they were thinking and I know the way they thought it was gonna turn out for you but when I show up I'm gonna show up and show out over what they expected for you because I know their thoughts and not only am I God over their thoughts but I'm God over people he's God over people so what we have to also accept is that God is not just God over the law and God is not just God over thoughts but he's God over people he is no respecter of man or law the law gotta bow down to him and so does every man so what that means is that when God calls you to act in an unlawful behavior, to step out in faith, to walk on water, to do something that has never been done before, to go against the grain, to go against the system, to go against everybody in your family, to go against the way that stuff is usually done. He is saying to you today that I want you to understand that I am God over the law so you don't have to fear it if you're doing what I told you to do. And I'm God over their thoughts so you don't got to worry about what they're thinking when you're doing what I told you to do. And I'm God over people. Over the Pharisees, over the teachers, over the lawmakers. I'm God over them as well. So you don't have to be bound or worry about what they're going to do because I'm God over them. So when it comes to me asking you to do something that's unlawful, to have unlawful behavior, to have radical faith, to have supernatural faith, to have a faith that makes no sense. When it comes to me asking you to do that, I need you to have a no law limit mindset. And that's today. See the no law limit. Because when it comes to what God tells me to do, no law can hold me back and no person can hold me back and no thought can hold me back. Not my thoughts and not their thoughts. Nothing can hold me back because I understand that God is God over all. God is God over the law. He's God over thoughts. He's God over restrictions. He God, he's God over the rules. He's God over regulations. He's God over standards and requests. He's God over the qualified or the unqualified. He is God over all. So when it comes to what God is telling me to do, I understand that there's no law that limits it. That is the no law limit seed. No law is limiting what I'm doing because God is God over the law. I want to end this Bay Bible study with giving you guys an example. If I was a principal of a school and my niece went to the school, right? There's a certain law and a certain rule that everybody, the teachers and the students and the custodians, you know, everybody must follow these rules of the school. 
But if my niece went to that school, yes, there's still laws. But being that I am the principal and the owner of the school over the law, it's a little lenient for her. It 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 applies, but it don't. It don't rip when it comes to her. There is some exceptions that could be made because that's my niece. So I understand that all students, if they pee on themselves, they gotta go home. But if my niece was to pee on herself, I probably would stop what I'm doing and go to the store for her and bring her some change of clothes and she can stay in class. She don't gotta go home. She can stay in school. So I'm giving you guys this example because I want you to put yourself in the situation and really think about how God is God over the law. If you were to open a business and your sister or your brother worked there, I know it would probably be a no call, no show, but if you knew they were, you knew their circumstance or you knew their situation, you probably would let them slide one time or maybe even two times because I am in control of the law because I set the law. So being that I set the law, I can bend the law. Being that I set the law, I can remove the law for who I want to. And that is how it is with God. God is the principal. God is the owner. He opened the business. He opened the school. He opened the hospital. So if he decides that my child does not have to follow this law today, then he said what he said. And that's just what it is. So we have to start looking at God from the perspective of who he is, not just what the world says he is, but really understanding who he is as our father and receive the fact that the law must do what he says. So I understand how y'all usually do it at this business, but my daddy is the owner. And I understand how the health report usually works, but my daddy is the owner. And I understand what usually happens when you're building a house or what happens when you get in a car, but my daddy is the owner. And I understand what the process normally looks like and people like me shouldn't apply for that job, but my daddy is the owner. So when it comes to me, there is no law limits. Because my daddy is God over the law. And if you're interested in sewing the no law limit seat, you can sew that to dollar sign the Christian Bay or PayPal the Christian Bay at gmail.com. That information will be in the description as well as the links for Bay Bible study journals. If you're interested in a one-on-one -on -one call because you guys have been DMing me about the one-on-one -on -one calls, you can email the Christian Bay at gmail.com and we can set up a one-on-one -on -one call. Thank you so much for watching the first Bay Bible study of this year. I pray that this encourages you regardless of what season you're in. Understand that there is no law, no rule, no restriction no requirement, no qualification, no paperwork, no degree, no health report, no, no nothing that can stop you from getting what God has for you because he is God over the law, over people, over their thoughts. He can change their thoughts. He can change the thoughts of the person that's supposed to hire you. He can change the thoughts over the person that's supposed to sponsor you. He can change the thoughts over the person that was going to reject you or going to fire you. He is God over their thoughts as well understand the privilege that you have for being the daughter or the son of a king i love you guys so much and i pray that you continue to live and step out on faith and i'll talk to you guys on the next episode of bay bible study bye